Thanks for listening to Muller She Wrote. The she in Muller She Wrote is no accident. Did you know we are 100% women-owned and operated? Every single person that helps make this podcast possible identifies as a woman. Our creative and web design, our engineer, our producer, our editors and digital media manager, our agent, our ad execs, our merchandising manager, and even the USPS clerk who helps us with shipping and our P.O. box, all women and all LGBTQ plus allies. We will continue to employ and partner with women as our podcast grows, but we could use your help. So please support women in podcasting by visiting MullerSheWrote.com and become a patron today. So to be clear, Mr. Trump has no financial relationships with any Russian oligarchs. That's what he said. That's what I said. That's obviously what our position is. I'm not aware of uh, any of those activities. I have been called a surrogate at a time or two in that campaign, and I did not have communications with the Russians. What do I have to get involved with Putin for? I have nothing to do with Putin. I've never spoken to him. I don't know anything about him other than he will respect me. Russia, if you're listening, I hope you're able to find the 30,000 emails that are missing. So, it is political. You're a communist. No, Mr. Green. Communism is just a red herring. Like all members of the oldest profession, I'm a capitalist. Hello, and welcome to Mueller She Wrote. I'm your anonymous host, A.G., because I know how to hatch act. (laughs) With me, as always, is Jaleesa Johnson. Hey. And Jordan Coburn. Good to be here. Wow. This week, though... Um, in our hot notes, Jordan's going to be covering the House Intel Committee's premature climax. And <laughs> we have Jaleesa, who's going to tell us all about a guy named Dan Scavino. Yes. I'm going to be covering the firing of another one of the Comey Five. But for now, let's get right to it with just the facts. Last weekend, Mother Jones released a video of Trump having a dialogue with someone named Maria Butina. That's a torsion protege, you guys. And if you remember, torsion is the NRA Russian guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, remember from our bonus episode about the Russian money in the NRA? Well, during a public panel at Freedom Fest, um, <laughs> you have to say it with a southern accent. Yeah, and <laughs> pew, pew, pew in the background. <laughs> nice. In, in, it was in July of 2015, you know, right? When he was thinking about running for president, starting to run. Uh, Butina asked Trump, he called on Butina like she was a press agent, and she asked Trump, what would he do about the horrible sanctions that Obama administration put on Russia for invading Crimea? (laughs) And Trump pretty much said he would get rid of them. So that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, Very. Mm, right. And we do. We will cover that in our book miniseries. She's in there. Yeah. She, like, yeah. why did he call on her? And why did his answer sound like he rehearsed it? It's all very intriguing. But anyway, he was he had established early on that he wanted to lift sanctions. Um, so there you go. On Monday, NBC reported that one of Kushner's college buddies might have pushed the Kush to ease sanctions in Venezuela. So now we've got a foreign policy influence from China, uh, Turkey. United Arab Emirates, Israel, Russia, and now Venezuela. Uh, Reports from the Associated Press show that Kushner had uh, previous business dealings with this rich hunting buddy (laughs) who donated like millions to Trump's campaign. He's from Argentina? Uh, I don't think so. Oh. Uh, he's just a, an old college chap. Oh, got it. Um, But he does a lot of oil business in Venezuela. Oh, Venezuela. Yeah. And so uh, he has exclusive access to the Trump fam. The Trump family since the election. Right. The guy's name is Gentry Beach. 
Mr. Beach. Yeah. Gentry Beach. Yeah. Son of Gentry Fied. <laughs> totally. Please, Mr. Beach is my father. <laughs> He's Gentry Fied for sure. <laughs> well, Jared and Gentry, Jared and Gentry opened a company together that Cush didn't report. <laughs> Whoa. Go um, figure. It's being looked at whether Beach's friendship with Kushner got him into high-level meetings about relieving Venezuelan sanctions to open up fuel opportunities. So that's nice. Uh, Prime Minister <laughs> Theresa May said on Monday that it's highly likely the Russians poisoned ex-double agent um, Sergei Skripal in Salisbury on March 4th. They found Sergei and his daughter Yulia slouched over on a bench, poisoned by a nerve agent known to be Russian. That's crazy. Uh, Sarah Sanders called the episode reckless, indiscriminate, and irresponsible, but refused to blame Russia. Irresponsible? That's what murder is? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then she's like, oh, wait, sorry. Those were my notes on this whole administration. <laughs> you know, driving and texting, not cleaning up your room, poisoning people with nerve agents. Yeah, you know. Um, she that's refused. Such ir- sorry. I was just going to say that's such eerie imagery. The two of them slumped over on a bench. That's it's, crazy. It is. It's very scary and creepy. Uh, but she refused to blame Russia. Um, but we we will hear stronger words from the White House later in the week. Uh, Nikki Haley would condemn Russia on behalf of the U.S. in the U.N. on the following Wednesday, so that was good. Um, as predicted from last week's show, Republicans on the House Intelligence Committee announced Monday that they were all done with the Russia investigation. They've concluded there was no collusion. And a step further, they've colluded that uh, Russia might have meddled in the elections, but not on behalf of Donald Trump. Predictable. So predictable. And Jordan's going to be talking about that later in the show. An interesting note buried in this story is that Chuck Grassley appears to uh, be preparing to release the transcripts of the Senate Intel Committee's interviews with the participants of the June 2016 meeting, the right. one in Trump Tower mm-hmm. with Vesanet Sky and Goldstone and all those people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think there's anything in them but denial and refusal to answer questions. So I won't be looking forward to them too much. But, you know, I think he's doing it to be like, look, we're transparent. Here's the transcripts of people who refuse to answer questions. (laughs) Uh, Keep in mind, none of this has anything to do with the Mueller investigation, but it it does give Trump and his White House an amazing talking point. So he can say now he has proof there's no collusion. Exactly. Um, His base will believe it. They're really convinced. We had a lot of bots. This yeah, week, we right? got. I got attacked by bots pretty hard on the on the McCabe thing. I'll talk about that later. Hmm. Um, but none of uh, the stuff is exculpatory. Uh, that you know that the House is coming out saying no collusion. That that's not exculpatory for obstruction of justice or money laundering or tax fraud. Mm-hmm. Um, but Trump could he could he use it to fire Mueller? Uh, now that the now that the investigation's over. Um, <laughs> did Sessions and Francisco and Rosenstein have dinner the other night to discuss the implications of this? Who knows? So mm, that would so, make sense, I guess. But well, you know, Jordan, you're gonna we're gonna uh, go deeper into that a little bit later in our hot notes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, Bloomberg reported Monday that Mueller might be putting off obstruction charges. Uh, the investigation is said to be close to completion, but some have said he might set that lane aside while he works on collusion and the hacking of the Democratic Party, uh, the DNC and Podesta. He's purportedly doing this because charges of obstruction could scare off witnesses, and he has yet to speak to Ivanka, Jared, Schiller, or Donald Trump Jr. Hmm. So I think he's holding off because when he gets deep into obstruction, Rosenstein may have to recuse himself because he's a witness. He's the one who wrote the fake memo to fire Comey. That's right. So that's when Noel Francisco would take over oversight of the Mueller probe. And that's another thing I'm sure uh, Francisco Sessions and Rosenstein were talking about at dinner. 
because there's going to be a small window of time for Mueller to file obstruction indictments after Rosenstein recuses himself, but before Trump removes Francisco to install an attorney general that will stop the investigation. So it's kind of going to be like this timing thing where he, he, Rosenstein recuses himself. Uh, he interviews with Mueller. He puts together the case. That's the last piece of it. He puts on the finishing touches. And before Francisco's out and Trump can put in somebody to fucking fire him or whatever, <laughs> he indicts or yeah. wow. reports or whatever. So I don't know. We'll see. We do, it's, it's, we do this podcast every single week, but this week is the one that really feels to me things are moving and shaking and it's, it's like we're really getting into tit for tats and they're going to do these actions. Mueller has to do these actions. Shit's going down. It is. Mm-hmm. It feels like it's like it's loosening. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, like the floodgates are starting to open Yeah, up. it's like straight warfare, right? Just between... It's just been leaks and, and the dam's about to break, I think. Oh, yeah. Um, so good analogies with water. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to early Tuesday. Trump fired Rex Tillerson as Secretary of State. Crazy. Interesting, in light of Tillerson's recent comment about Russia being responsible for the poisoning of the ex-double agent in the UK and his daughter. Uh, So Tillerson understands the fifth article of NATO, but Trump is pretty anti-NATO. He always was in the campaign, just like Putin is. Mm -hmm. Uh, The fifth article basically says, if you mess with one of us, you mess with all of us. Mm -hmm. That's the fifth article of NATO. So if somebody uh, does a nerve gas attack on UK soil, we're supposed to be like, you've attacked us on our soil. Uh, Trump isn't that guy i guess no. uh but he he doesn't like to say nasty things about russia but we'll we'll hear some stuff later in the week uh rex tillerson was brought on early uh announced by carter page a day before he was even appointed uh, when he was given a speech in moscow uh, and his onboarding was managed by nunez our good buddy <laughs> he was the transition team member of charge of in charge of coordinating appointments right uh tillerson is a former exxon mobil ceo he did a big deal with Rosneft in 2011, and he's very well-liked by the Russians. So uh, Tillerson's statement indicates <laughs> he put out a statement that he was fired. He didn't know why he was fired, <laughs> but he was honored to serve. Quote, <laughs> <laughs> quote, the secretary had every intention of uh, staying because of the critical progress made in national security. He will miss his colleagues at the Department of State and the foreign ministers he's worked with throughout the world. The secretary did not speak to the president and is unaware of the reason, but he's grateful for the opportunity to serve and still believes strongly uh, that the public service is a noble calling. Uh, hey, if you ever fire us, could you uh, could you do it over Twitter? I'd like to experience that. Yeah? yeah. No, you wouldn't. I don't think that you would. I'm just, I'll, I'll, I'll do it over Twitter and then I'll tell everyone I told Julissa to tell you. Yeah. There you go. Just be yeah. like, enjoy this week's episode and you just cut out everything. That we <laughs> I'll say. take the fall. Uh, re- replacing Tillerson is Pompeo. Uh, he's the director of the CIA. He's a war hawk. He wants to bomb Iran after he tears up the nuclear deal Obama did. Oh, boy. He's also the guy I reported in episode 14 that met with the two Russian spy chiefs. Remember the Shannon Woodward episode where mm-hmm. the spy chiefs came in? from the FSB and SVR. Yeah. One of them is sanctioned and he required a waiver from Tillerson Mm -hmm. to even be here. There was a third spy, the chief of the GRU, that's also uh, sanctioned, uh, but he traveled here and no one knows who he met with or why. So that's still a mystery. Uh, I'm wondering if Tillerson's ouster and the rise of Pompeo 
That sounds like a gladiator movie. It does. <laughs> the Rise of Pompeo. Yeah, like uh, a Michael Bay movie. <laughs> totally yeah, the volcano explosion, right? That's the, yeah. Oh, yeah. Michael Bay needs to stop making movies. Um, I wonder if it has anything to do with those three Russian spy chiefs meeting with Pompeo. Uh, did Tillerson not do what Russia thought he would? When You remember how the in that uh, last Comey, or the last Steel memo, mm-hmm. uh, they the Russians nixed... Romney is Tillerson, uh, is Tillerson of State as Secretary of State, <laughs> oh, and um, Tillerson was in there. Maybe maybe they weren't happy with Tillerson. I wonder if Tillerson knows. Uh, and having been fired without notice, I wonder if he'll tell Mueller. So hmm. uh, Tillerson didn't thank Trump in his farewell speech either. That's a sign. Mm. That is. Uh, and he made sure to slam Russia as an existential threat to the United <laughs> States on his way out. Nice. So Russia's happy that Tillerson's gone. Yeah, um, he, I definitely going on an ind- indictment fantasy league for me. That guy. Oh, yeah, Tillerson. I think so. Okay. Yeah. Since but since uh, since he came out against Russian nerve gas attack, um, I think Russia's happy that he's gone. Uh, a journalist from Russia even said, "Quote Tillerson said that, and Trump fired him. Trump is ours." Unquote. <laughs> Jesus. Also, sorry, just to clarify, I mean, I think he'll talk to Mueller. Not that he's going to get indicted. Oh, okay. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. He'll co- like, yeah. end up cooperating. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I don't think he's in any trouble uh, yeah. unless it's some other weird money laundering thing that comes yeah. up as a sideshow. But <laughs> I'm a little surprised, though. Yeah. In the beginning, I thought Tillerson was one of the guys that would be like a part of it all. But I guess it just turns out yeah. he was just placed. Money laundering is like the new... Uh, just complete drunken video in college, sort of. Just right. comes up to bite you in the ass, or just, uh, it's always yeah. there. It never goes away. And Trump didn't really know Tillerson, um, which is why he was an odd pick and why people think that Russia might have had a lot to do with it uh, oh. for Trump. He wasn't a Trump crony. He wasn't a family member. He wasn't a friend. He was an old ex-CEO of an oil company that mm-hmm. did deals in Russia. So and that was that was it. That was his only real, like, you know, anchor in the whole Russia thing, I guess. Yeah, so uh, also White House aide uh, McGinty, don't be so hard on yourself. How could you know that was Iron Balls McGinty? It might be McKenty. I'm not sure. But he was fired Tuesday as well. <laughs> he was being investigated for serious financial crimes by the Department of Homeland Security. He was escorted from the White House. He wasn't allowed to get his jacket, and it was cold outside. That's all it <laughs> That's so sad. He's one of the last close aides to Trump. They call him Trump's body man. Like, he's the guy who stands there with markers and hands them to him when he's signing stuff. And, oh, okay. Um, Even that guy has to go. Yeah, so he's, he knows he's, too much. So yeah, he was like I'm just the marker guy. He was like the man Hope Hicks, you know. Mm-hmm. So she's gone. He's gone. Um, yeah, he he McKenzie had been there since Trump was elected. We also learned Tuesday that Kellyanne Conway's in trouble for using taxpayer money to fly on private jets. It's about uh, time. Classic. That's a that's a classic one. Yeah, that's a normal thing in this administration. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and it makes me wonder if everyone's always been doing it, but we're just calling it out now because Trump's president. Like. Oh yeah, nothing mattered for a while, but what if everything suddenly matters? All the backlash comes back, and she actually gets fired for like the Hatch Act or something. Yeah, but it would have to be Trump that fires her. True. So who knows? It'd be a plot twist in the movie. Yeah, but cool. he is cleaning house. This I was just weekend, gonna say, so. yeah, when he goes down in a flame of trying to cover his ass as he's falling down. Maybe yeah, just true. <laughs> Yep, I think that's I think that's how it's going to go. Uh, a report came out from Washington Post on Tuesday that says two anonymous former Roger Stone aides told the Post that Stone had said he'd met with Assange in 2016. And this story felt really familiar to me, uh, so I checked my notes. Hmm. And we reported this in episode five uh, about the relationship between Stone and Assange and how Stone revealed to the House Intelligence Committee that a person named Randy Credeco had contacted uh, him 
Uh, and Randy has lots of meetings with Assange and Stone. He's like the go-between. Okay. Uh, Credeco was subpoenaed to testify to the grand jury uh, in mid-September, Mueller's grand jury, or in mid-December. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stone had said at the time there was uh, nothing untoward about his meetings with Credeco. Uh, and we also reported at the time that the CIA director Pompeo had characterized WikiLeaks as an arm of the Russian intelligence. And, and this new WAPU, WAPU, <laughs> WAPO report, Washington Post report, repeats that. And also in episode five, we talked about the tweets by Stone that predicted the Podesta leak, which is also in this new article. And finally, we learned back then that those Podesta documents were hacked by the Russian state and given to WikiLeaks. So no wonder the article sounded familiar. Yeah. yeah. We reported it four months ago. So I was going to say it only took four months to transpire. <laughs> I'm not sure why it just came out. Yeah. Um, anyway, that, that, that happened. Uh, the Hill reported Tuesday that the FBI attempted to call the Thai prison and speak to the Russian sex worker. Whoa. Wow. That recorded the Navalny video of Deripaska on the yacht, remember? Yeah, I didn't see that. With the deputy prime minister. This was reported by a person in Thailand so I, I don't know how credible it is. <laughs> um, but there wasn't much to it. Uh, the FBI called. Uh, the jail said, no, you can't talk to her. Uh, uh, the end. Really? Yeah. Uh, and I feel like the FBI wouldn't just like call up a prison and ask to talk to an inmate. like, And then back down and just be like, like, okay, okay plan B. Yeah, I know. <laughs> They're going to bust her out of there. They're just going <laughs> to call Thailand. So, or How about your little phone call in Thai? Jack can't talk Thai. Oh, no, Dina, Jack can't talk Thai. Jack talked Thai very well. Reports from inside the White House emerged Tuesday saying Trump was thinking of getting rid of the secretary of the VA. That's uh, Dr. Shulkin. He's mired in controversy right now, uh, and he's thinking about replacing him with Rick Perry. Wow. Rick Perry is an Air Force veteran, uh, and he's a fabulous dancer. So, oh my yeah. goodness. Uh, also, a total idiot. Yeah, he is an idiot. And I'd be concerned for uh, about it, it because I think he might want to privatize the VA. And yeah. Privatization is bad, you guys. Oh, uh, yeah. It's just bad. Like, I remember he had a really horrendous campaign video a few years ago. Do you remember that? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, with the oh toes on the beach God. or something. Yeah, it was like <laughs> really like Hobbit bad. Or something. Yeah, <laughs> I got to look that up. I don't think I've Yeah, seen maybe it. we can include it on the newsletter. Yeah. yeah. Was that like pre-glasses rick perry i think think he wears the glasses for reading oh okay i was gonna say i don't remember seeing glasses in this glasses are weak julissa yeah they make yeah they make people (laughs) wears glasses as i wear glasses (laughs) (laughs) that's so fun at least you won't get hit so also on tuesday Sater, our good friend felix Sater, he walked back his 2015 email claims that he and putin could get trump elected together uh, this was reported in the new book, Russian Roulette, by Isakov and Korn, that uh, we'll be covering in a, in a miniseries, so look out for those. Basically, in 2015, Sater sent an email to Cohen, that's Trump's attorney, saying, quote, our boy can become president and we can engineer it, <laughs> and I will get Putin on this program and we'll get Donald elected. Hey. Now he's saying he was exaggerating. Oh, uh, my gosh. This is a fascinating story, and we really go into it in some pretty good depth into our uh, book report. So check it out. Uh, Tuesday night, Trump attended a fundraiser in Beverly Hills, hosted by guess who? Ooh, that's a tough one. <laughs> okay. Harvey Weinstein. No. That's close. I that would imagine. be funny. Um, I, yeah, Alex Jones. Broidy. Oh, what? yeah. Wow. <laughs> so less than two months after Nader started cooperating with the FBI, Nader's arrested at Dulles on his way to Mar-a-Lago, and now he's cooperating with the FBI. Trump thinks it's a good idea to have Broidy, one of Nader and Imbiza's homies, yeah. you know, host a campaign fundraiser for him. No 
decorum, class, thoughtfulness. Our timing is on point, Yeah, it's crazy. It's it's, and that was after he. Well, you're probably going to talk about this. This was this week. Yeah, I well, I was going to say it's after he was in San Diego. Yeah, he was down viewing, here viewing yeah. all of the different wall prototypes that yeah. all just the function as a fucking sturdy. wall. They look good. I, for yeah, walls. I wasn't going to really talk yeah. about it because it's not it's not really a Russia related yeah, waller sorry. investigation yeah, thing. True. Uh, although the wall may keep Russians out, I'm not sure. Ooh, <laughs> um, yeah. We may be safer from poison. Good yeah. point, good point. Uh, you know, that we could build the wall to help protect gates. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I like the wordplay on that. Yeah, right? Wall, <laughs> gates. <laughs> gates wall. We'll call wall. it Gates's wall. Wall gate. <laughs> wall I gate like gate. that. <laughs> oh, my God. That's good. A judge's order in the Manafort case was unsealed Tuesday in the Eastern District of Virginia, because he's got two now, right? D.C. and Virginia. Mm -hmm. This was the Virginia one. And it placed Manafort on house arrest. uh, And the judge added this. She's I I think it's a she said this quote. These conditions are necessary because the defendant is a person of great wealth who has the financial means and international connections to flee and remain at large, as well as every incentive to do so. Specifically, given the nature of the charges against the defendant and the apparent weight of the evidence against him, the defendant faces the very real possibility of spending the rest of his life in prison, <laughs> unquote. It's true. 305 Damn, years, that's right? That's a bit extra. That's the judge, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> Keeping it real. <laughs> that's like, he's like, yeah, that's fair and impartial, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair and impartial. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But what, is that true? This is, this is really important to enforce because he's going to go to prison for life, probably. Yeah. Did you hear that? the number was 305 like 370 it's it's realistically 18 to 20 got it on that one okay his other one's 15 to 20 that's still crazy so that's like you know 40 to years right yeah he's and he's 60 something so he'll be in there forever no uh manafort's trial for the v uh, for the virginia case is set for july 10th uh, and his D.C. trial is in September. Uh, either could be delayed. The D.C. trial already was delayed. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, that's where it stands right now. And Mueller's ready to go in both. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Just waiting for him to just... Even though he's got 500,000 pieces of evidence. And I'm not exaggerating. <laughs> like, that's the real oh, number. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, he's just sitting there. Just... Yeah, his work's done on time. Yeah, <laughs> just he's, he's, he's busy doing. He's yeah. busy doing Boy other scouts. things. Yeah, just playing Sudoku. Just. <laughs> <laughs> he's probably a badass at Sudoku. <laughs> oh. He probably was able to finish Rachel Maddow's Friday themeless crossword puzzle. Yes, that I couldn't. He's I the think. most interesting man in the world. He's <sighs> the person we Ooh. all want to mm-hmm. be. He yeah. could be the most, the new most interesting man in the world. He's, yeah, but he it seems really boring though. <laughs> yeah, I, it could be ironic. <laughs> yeah, right. Like <laughs> he wears nothing but white shirts yeah. every day. Yeah, he seems like, like he has a Cassie your watch (laughs) he's the least interesting man in the world (laughs) yes uh dems released their official response to the majority shutting down the house intel committee investigation into russian meddling uh we're gonna have a whole minisode on the minority report this week the minority report this week so uh the big news in that is that there is a second trump tower during the trump campaign Mm -hmm. facilitated by cohen and Sater, financed by vtb bank a sanctioned russian bank so we're gonna go into that where was it gonna pop up the tower? Yeah. Moscow. Moscow. Okay, got it. So you remember how in 2014... When the one with was... Ivanka failed? Well, wait. In twenty in 2014, uh, they were both with Ivanka. Mm. Uh, but in 2014, he was doing the Miss Pad, you know, the Miss Universe pageant right, with right. Goldstone and Agalarov. He was going to do the tower with Agalarov. Mm-hmm. And that fell through because of the sanctions that Obama put in in 2014. Right. Well, a year and a half later, 
Sater and Cohen got together and started planning it again. Got it. Uh, with a shell company and a Russian bank sanctioned. And wild tr- money. While Trump is running for president saying America first. Yeah. He's doing this secret backdoor deal uh, for a, a second Trump Tower in Moscow. Crazy. That's a big damn deal. Mm-hmm. I would hate so much if his grandmaster plan was, oh, I can't get a building here. I'll just run for president and change everything so I can. And it's I mean, working. Yeah. yeah. Right. That's pretty much it. Late, uh, yeah, late, tu- uh, get this though, late Tuesday night, Trey Gowdy, the Republican king of Benghazi, mm-hmm. you know, he uh, broke from the House Intel Committee majority and said he believes that Russian election meddling was in favor of Trump. Wow, good for him. That is great yeah. for him, yeah. Yeah, he wasn't part of that little Nunez Mean Girls Club. Good. Yeah. You know, like where they were sneaking off. Yeah, does that make him Katie? Did he break away? Yeah, 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 yeah. nice. Exactly, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, and they did the. I now I want to see the Jingle Bell Rock. <laughs> yes, with all of them in the outfits. I want to see Trump, his face, like in that. I like, don't want to see that. Yeah, everybody but Trump. <laughs> we okay. can make an e card, and then they can just have jail bars come over them at the end. There yeah, you go. we'll get Gowdy Nunes. Yeah, we'll figure it out. It'll be great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I I'm excited. <laughs> And in the middle of the night, that night, I predicted Connor Lamb would win PA 18 by 595 votes. Yes. He won by 642, and there are still 500 provisional ballots outstanding. So I could I could hit 595. Oh, wow. yeah. Good job. We'll see. Uh, Senator Warner says, despite what the House Intel Committee says, that the Senate Intel Committee agrees with the initial assessment of the intelligence community, community that Russians favored Trump. Right. Uh, and meddled when they meddled in our elections. Uh, so they say, yeah, we don't think what that fat fuck thinks. <laughs> um, so, they should just start talking like that. All bets are off anyways. <laughs> right? Oh, yeah. Oh, just yeah. to have names for each other. Like, well, shit bag over here yeah. says. Just yeah. on CNN. Yeah, totally. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. bitch box said. <laughs> bitch box. I love it. Yeah. So, so I got a pacer alert Wednesday, you guys. Pacer is uh, an account where I get alerts that, that new uh, files have come up on dockets. Oh, oh cool. I'm a total nerd. Mm-hmm. Sounds um, cool. And there was a new court document filed in the Manafort case. So I looked it up and I saw he's added a lawyer to his defense team named Richard Westling. If Westley wants you, bless you both. I found a New York Times piece on this and uh, that was the only news about it. And it was a brief paragraph or two saying that no one is sure why the lawyer was added and he specializes in healthcare and environmental fraud and defense and he's worked with the Department of Justice Tax Division. Well, I looked up this lawyer. The first thing I noticed on his webpage bio was that he was going to be a keynote speaker at the 10th Annual White Collar Crime Symposium in Louisiana <laughs> Wow! in April. <laughs> Where they teach each other how to commit white collar crimes. There's an annual white collar <laughs> crime symposium and it's been going on for 10 years. That's kind of cute. How um, do they... What? Okay. <laughs> May I ask what they do there? Yeah, here we go. Let here we'll get to it. Uh, not surprisingly, there's a very limited a- amount of information on the internet about the symposium, <laughs> <laughs> but I bet it's way nicer than the blue collar crime symposium. Um, but I, I, maybe we could go there to meet like future ex husbands or something. Oh, oh yeah, nice. you think like yeah. that's where we could go and be mob wives? I don't know. Yes, I like that. But I checked out his bio a little closer. Uh, basically, it's 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 put on by the Louisiana Bar Association. And it's uh, lawyers who defend white collar criminals come in Jesus and talk about Christ. What a and, slimy fucking thing! Yeah, it's come in and talk about it's where the money, how is. they defend white collar criminals. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, so yeah, I ch- yeah. I checked out his bio a little closer, and buried in the healthcare fraud and environmental fraud were these accomplishments. Ready? 
quote, specializes in tax controversy, such as defending a business owner in an eight-week criminal tax evasion trial involving allegations of unreported income, improper treatment of employees as independent contractors, and the illegal use of offshore bank accounts. Represented an attorney in a criminal tax investigation relating to point offshore tax shelters. Counseled individuals on issues relating to undisclosed foreign financial accounts <laughs> and assisted in making voluntary disclosures to the IRS and achieving foreign bank account report compliance. That's the F bar. He's Manafort's got a lot of broken F bars mm-hmm. and represented numerous individuals in criminal tax matters being investigated by the criminal investigation division of the IRS, various U.S. attorneys offices and the Department of Justice's tax division. Such representation included pre-indictment advocacy before the attorneys in a criminal section of the tax division. So that's why Manafort brought him on his team. He's like an offshore account tax dodge fraud specialist. They could have also called the conference White Collar Crime Defense yeah. Conference or something, but they're just like, no, it's no this the is white where collar it... crime symposium. Yeah, yeah. They have and they have a yeah. shrine where they just worship like Bernie Madoff or something. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But I, you know, I mean, these are def- defenders. I, I believe these are defense attorneys. I don't know if it, if there's a, like a, a special prosecutorial white collar mm-hmm. crime convention. Yeah, that would be interesting. That maybe Bob Mueller can head up next year. <laughs> he would uh, be their king, yes. Yeah, he's pretty much the king of that. So, Shortly after that, you guys, Manafort filed a 46-page motion, motion to have all the D.C. charges dismissed, uh, alleging mm-hmm. that Mueller went beyond the purview of his allowable jurisdiction. Uh, within the motion, one of Manafort's lawyers said Manafort had been threatened with additional indictments, saying, quote, my client faces a game of criminal procedure whack-a-mole by the Mueller <laughs> investigation whose massive resources he cannot possibly hope to match. So, like, he's smarter than we are, is his cry. And as Basically. we know... This is not going to fly, as these crimes are well within the scope of the special counsel. Uh, and this seems like a desperate Hail Mary to me. Uh, Manafort knows he's facing life in prison, and in light of the recent nerve attack Holy agent shit. on Skripal in the UK, life in prison is probably his best option right now. Oh my God, stuff is so crazy. So I can't imagine <laughs> Jordan's what, breaking. <laughs> I can't imagine what it be, must be like to be Manafort's lawyer. Stop breaking the law, asshole! Early Thursday, uh, the White House grew a little spine in its response to Russia. As you know, Wednesday, Nikki Haley c- condemned Russia uh, in the UN. And Sarah Sanders released a pretty harsh statement on behalf of the White House. It said this, quote, The United States stands in solidarity with its closest ally, the United Kingdom. The United States shares the United Kingdom's decision to expel Russian diplomats as a just response. The latest action by Russia fits into a pattern of behavior in which Russia disregards the international rules-based order, undermines the sovereignty and security of countries worldwide, and attempts to subvert and discredit Western democratic institutions and processes. The United States is working together with our allies and partners to ensure that this kind of abhorrent attack does not happen again. Whoa. That was Sand. That was Sarah Sanders. Yeah, and if that was three months ago, she would have been saying, "Well, you know, I think there's wrongdoings on all sides. We don't know all the details yet," yeah. and they would have been sweeping it under the rug to try to save their relationship with Russia. And totally. Stuff. So I'm I'm actually impressed with this statement, and I'm and not only is it condemning Russia, but it's saying that they're interfering with our democratic processes. Yeah. I love that, which is kind of an admission of they're meddling in our elections. It mm-hmm. is, yeah, but they have to, yeah, like we'll talk about. I just think they have to do that now. They're going to try to play the right side all the time and say oh yeah we agree yeah Russia's bad and it's just like no one's progress right well not because progress covering up their ass as they're falling both. and actually st- getting Mueller's still gonna go after them right well we, well here's what happened I mean it doesn't you can 
just because he's mad at Russia now doesn't mean he didn't commit a bunch of crimes. Yeah, yeah. right. But early uh, early Thursday, Trump administration put sanctions on Russia. Basically, he took Mueller's indictment of 13 Russians and three Russian entities and copied and pasted, pasted it into a <laughs> sanctions <laughs> report. Yeah. So these aren't the sanctions that they voted on uh, in last year that has, that still haven't been imposed. Right, right. These are brand new sanctions based on Robert Mueller's findings. Okay. It's crazy. Uh, it is frustra- frustrating, Jordan. I agree with you on that. That's like... Well, I, I'm... Sorry. No, he's just basically... They are covering their asses. It's like... It's a step in the right direction, but it's also like... I don't expect them to be so forthcoming so immediately. Like, you know, the closer we get to them, like, being, you know, prosecuted for this is going to... There's going to be stages of grief for them where they're going to have to accept it eventually. And then finally, it's like, all right, I'm going to jail. Well, I mean, the, we sanctioned or we we indicted these Russians. These are safe for Trump to sanction because it wasn't Trump's initial doing. Oh, right. So it helps him. OK. Yeah I'm, yeah. I'm saying anything that him and his administration can get on board with now in the public eye, that's going to make it look like he's not extremely corrupt and advocating for Russian inter- you and, know, and, not, and having it not be his fault at the same it, time. Yeah, exactly. Eyes. Exactly. Because Putin's going to blame Mueller for this, not Trump. So it'd be easier if he denied it. So, well, yeah, or, or not denied it. But, or, well, so if they're just saying, yeah, you're right, Russia is bad, that's an awfully convenient mm-hmm. position you're to right. just start to hold. That. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so these sanctions, they freeze assets of those agents and prevent Americans from engaging in business with them. Uh, these are the first sanctions enacted since Congress passed the sanctions bill last year. So he sanctioned the guys Mueller indicted, like I said. Uh, but no banks, no oligarchs. Um, I suppose it's a step uh, mm. toward acknowledging Russian interference in the elections. But in the hunt for Russians, Mueller is winning. Exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah. Washington Post reported that the Treasury Secretary alerted the public that Russians have been targeting our energy grid uh, mm. with malware. Uh, what I wonder uh, is, does Trump's sanctioning of the Russians and Russian entities uh, that Mueller indicted mean that Trump is now validating the indictment? Is Trump saying the Russians... Uh, meddled in our elections uh, because the indictment details that they met meddled in the elections and that they were doing it for trump yeah and now he's using that that in, that, <sighs> that indictment to put these sanctions down is um, he turning himself in slowly i i think <laughs> that these sanctions fly in the face of the of the house majority uh report too ending the russia probe yeah they kind of you know we're like no we're done there's nothing yeah oh, but we're going to sanction these guys that you just that Mueller just nabbed yes Dude, at the end of all this, Trump is just going to be in a ball crying like, Putin is so mean. I didn't want to do any of it. He just made me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, He's, yeah, he's, I don't know. We'll see. But maybe he'll go to a Putin tea party and we can, I'll be happy. Oh. Uh, We learned Thursday that Mueller had subpoenaed Trump uh, and the Trump organization. Yeah. Sometime in the last few weeks, Mm -hmm. you guys. He he asked for documents, but much of the subpoena is not known. Uh, I believe, as do other legal experts, and I'm not a legal expert, uh, (laughs) I believe, and some legal experts believe, that he subpoenaed Trump because Trump failed to hand over something in the voluntary dump. And I'm guessing, uh, I'm guessing, but I think it has to do with that second Trump Tower in Moscow. Oh. Um, He was trying to cobble together a deal with a sanctioned Russian bank and a Cypriot shell company. Cypriot means from Cyprus. Thank you. I just, yeah. Yeah, I was like, what? Cypriot. You guys don't know what Cypriot means? Is that our word of the week? Yes, Cypriot. Cypriot. Uh, And Felix Sater was in on it and Cohen. And, you know, Felix Sater stabbed a guy in the face with the broken stem of a margarita glass one time. That's not cool. Oh, my God. In the 90s. Yeah. Not kosher at all. Did the guy deserve it? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Maybe. Does anyone? Yeah. (laughs) That's a good point. (laughs) 
That's like so, a judge and jury kind of punishment. <laughs> so we learned about this from the Minority Report and the book on uh, Russian roulette. So look for those bonus episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's lots on this subpoena. Did, is it what prompted the shutdown of the House Intelligence Committee? Like maybe he was subpoenaed a couple weeks ago. Like it seems like the last couple weeks things have been going pretty chaotic in the White House. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. I do feel like it would be easier to keep tabs on covering your asses in one investigation than two. So, <laughs> so if, if the House one is also open, then they also have to be covering their tracks mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. And then there's three. There's the Senate. And then, and then they have the, the House Judiciary and the Senate Judiciary, right. too. There's a lot of investigations going on. So Yeah, that's true. And we have our own. <laughs> <laughs> You're so funny. <laughs> Anyway, the leak makes it harder for Trump to fire Mueller or Sessions, I think. Um, He's got everything he's asking for and waiting to see what Trump refuses to hand over. Like I said, Uh, that's kind of how I think this game is. Uh, Because, you know, uh, Mueller said, give me all your stuff. And Trump gave him a bunch of stuff. Mm -hmm. And Mueller's realizing stuff is missing. Yeah. And so he's subpoenaing, Mm -hmm. subpoenaing him and saying, give it all to me. And if he doesn't, he's got him on obstruction. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. I wonder if it's something related to UAE and then just the expansion oh. of his probe as well, even. I would imagine so, yeah. That would make sense. It could. I mean, it is the Trump organization. So it's not just Papa Trump. Mm-hmm. It's um, it's everything. Ivanka. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's all it's of it. Trumpet and yeah, mm-hmm. all of them. Uh, the Department of Homeland Security issued a terrifying warning Thursday uh, that Russian state hackers had a foothold now in our energy grid and our nuclear power plants. So scary. They have the ability to manipulate and shut down our power. How do we podcast if the Russians, what if Putin <laughs> wants to shut us down? We'll get a generator, man. Yeah, there we, we go. We'll be in a bomb shelter. And so subscribe so we can get a generator, guys. <laughs> oh, God. And maybe those hats. Maybe those preppers are right, you know? Like, but it's, but it's yeah. for the, they were for the wrong reasons. That's, exactly. Yeah, that's true. That's usually what religion is, right? Yeah. <laughs> it, it was the Republicans that made it happen. We'll add a tier of subscriber as a portable bunker oh <laughs> yes. nice yeah for one million dollars <laughs> only patrons yeah uh, not surprisingly russian cyber attacks have surged since trump took office mm. um no one's doing anything about it we haven't spent any money to stop it so you know why not mm-hmm. uh finally on thursday uh thursday night six sources uh said that mcmaster was going to be fired now he's the national security advisor that took over for flynn when flynn was fired uh, as we know, Flynn has pled guilty. He's cooperating with the Mueller investigation. Uh, interestingly, this was right after McMaster made some very tough statements against Russia, much like Tillerson did. So Tillerson makes a bunch of angry statements against Russia, and then he's out. And then uh, McMaster makes a bunch of you know tough statements on Russia, and then we hear from like six different news agencies and ten different sources inside the White House that he was going to be fired. Mm-hmm. Um, but he wasn't, and it hasn't as of today. As of the recording of this, he's still not fired, and, and Trump's like, I'm not going to fire him. Why do you think I'm going to fire him? And it's like, because <laughs> that's what you do, and everyone said so. Um, so I don't know. Everyone started connecting the dots, but the fact remains, the Trump White House lied about the timing of the firing of Tillerson. So interesting. So they're trying to cover something up. Oh, yeah. And Vanessa Trump filed for divorce from Donald Trump Jr. (laughs) Yes. Lovely. Uh, Why is this relevant to the Mueller investigation? Well, because she hired a criminal defense attorney to help her. Oh, shit. Even though the divorce was filed as uncontested. Yes. So a lot of people are speculating that since Mueller subpoenaed the Trump organization, perhaps they need a criminal defense lawyer to help them split their assets and protect them from the asset forfeiture clause that appears in all of Mueller's indictments. Which, Which is smart. Well done. 
No, yeah. it's actually against the law. Well, yeah, it's dumb. <laughs> it's dumb legally, but like as far as criminals go, yeah, I see where they're going with yeah. that one. Good it, try. It's maybe. really stupid, and, and maybe that's what the criminal defense attorney is for. She because he's been cheating on her, and he's he's a dick anyway. And oh, so no. maybe he's so, so not gamey. I don't understand s- how he gets seriously. girls money. So maybe that's right. Oh, sorry, you're right. So maybe um she legit wants to divorce him and doesn't want to go broke uh, Mm -hmm. from the investigation, but also doesn't want to break the law. It's called conveyance, uh, uh, like wrongful conveyance or something where you, you know, break up to hide assets. Okay. Okay. Um, So either way, you know, it's still in the shady, but I don't, well, it it might not be, she might legit want to leave. Oh, okay. I guess. Yeah. In that case, it wouldn't be shady. And so she's probably like, how do I do this without making it look like I'm trying to hide shit? So that's why she's got a criminal defense. I don't think it's just so, I guess it's now or never, right? Yeah, well, if they're legitimately getting a divorce, no wife would leave, or I wouldn't think would leave their husband in the thick of, you know, some sort of turmoil for PR reasons. Usually they'd stay with them just as a solid, unless something really bad happened. If he was a cheater and he's going to jail for a million years, he'd be out. Exactly. If he's actually, she must believe that he's actually going to get in trouble and the shit's coming down or else she wouldn't get out right now. Or or what if she's working with him like you guys were saying earlier? That would be more like that that makes that makes a lot of sense i don't know but then happened you know what happened next uh after thursday Mm -hmm. uh, is friday (laughs) and saturday comes afterwards you guys remember that friday song rebecca black oh friday it was a quiet day not one single news story on the Mueller investigation. It would have been the first day since we started this podcast that a full day would go by without Mueller news. But then, at 10 p.m., as if he didn't want to break the streak, Attorney General Jeff Sessions fired the FBI Deputy Director Andrew McCabe Whew. 48 hours before he would have retired with a full pension after over 20 years of service. Brutal. I'm going to go over this later in the show. But remember, McCabe is one of the Comey Five. I've been talking about the Comey Five over and over and over again on this show. Uh, And I want everyone to watch that. Um, Since the beginning, I've been going over this. Mm -hmm. The Comey Five are Baker, Rebicki, Gaddis, Bowditch, and McCabe. McCabe was the Tito of the Comey Five. Was he the Tito? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I think think you're right. I thought it was more of the Germain, but that's that's fair. Saturday, The Guardian and The New York Times both dropped stories that Cambridge Analytica harvested private information from the Facebook profiles of over 50 million American users, according to the former Cambridge employees. Cambridge Analytica was hired by Steve Bannon and the Mercers, those rich people who abandoned him after he freaked out, Mm -hmm. as one of the data management companies for Trump's 2016 campaign, one of three managed by Jared Kushner. So they got the Facebook data using an outsider saying it was for academic purposes and Facebook handed it over. Wow. Um, I have a picture of Mercer and his daughter. These are the people who paid $15 million for the project. And I just... I don't know. I'll send, I'll put the picture on the newsletter. I just look okay. at just look at them. Um, the Hill reported shortly after that that Massachusetts is launching an investigation into Trump accessing private Facebook data. So that happened, um, and uh, on that little bit of good news, we'll be right back. Thanks for listening to Mueller. She wrote. We love our patrons, but you don't have to be a patron to have access to our swag. Head over to MullerSheWrote.com and click on Shop, and you'll find your men's and ladies' shirts and reusable totes made from 100% recycled material. Remember, some of our proceeds are donated to progressive candidates to help flip Congress blue in November so we can reopen the congressional investigation into Russian collusion and impeach Trump. All shipping is free in the United States because you're awesome. Thank you so much for all of your support. All right, welcome back. Time for Hot Notes. Woo! (laughs) 
<laughs> I can't get over that now. I have to just call everything a hot note. I like it, yeah. This week, Jaleesa's going to talk about uh, Dan Scavino, right? Yes. All right, take it away, Jaleesa. Yeah, so Daniel Scavino, um, he is an interesting character in all of this because when he was just a teenager in 1990, he was working for uh, Trump's Country Club in Westchester and kind of working for the restaurant too. And at 14 years old, he was chosen to be Trump's caddy. So I know it's kind of a love story. Yeah, he really admired Trump. He talked in this interview with CNN about a time when he recalled Trump coming down in his like, I guess, private jet or helicopter, one of those, you know, fancy things. And Trump like played a game of basketball with him at the country club. And he was just like, wow, this guy is like building New York and he came to play with us. And yeah, he really looks up to Trump. Absolutely. Absolutely. So he ended up working for Trump's Country Club for a long time throughout college. And in 1998, he graduated from State University of New York with a degree in communications. And he spent some time working for other companies as well, um, like Coca-Cola. But eventually he was promoted to general manager of Trump's National Golf Club in Westchester. So he was so valuable to Trump that he was brought on in 2015 to work for the Trump presidential campaign. So a year later, he was promoted to director of social media for the campaign. And for those 18 months, he was pretty much on the campaign trail, traveling with Trump and managing his social media platforms such as Twitter. He's one of the few people, oh. yeah, that have access to that. So we can thank him for some of the tweets? <laughs> you know what it is? People say there's no actual, like, way to tell how many tweets are Trump's and how many's are Scavino's. But what they say is, if it's late at night, that's likely Trump's tweets. And if there's misspellings, it's also likely Trump. So, uh, there, was, or, there yeah. was one that just came out, I'll go over later, that I'm Ooh. sure was Scavino. Okay, very we'll nice. We'll talk about it when you're done. Very nice. <laughs> so, um, in July of 2016, Sc- Scavino received backlash when Trump's Twitter account posted an image of Hillary Clinton with the text in the shape of the Star of David calling her the most corrupt candidate ever. So Jesus, what the yeah. what does that mean? What is that? What are they even trying to get at? Exactly. That was what people were trying to figure out. So the image was originally posted on an anti-Semitic white supremacist account. And the Trump campaign and Scavino told reporters that they didn't know where the picture originated from. And the star, to them at least, was intended to resemble a sheriff badge, not a star of David. Really? Because everyone's seen those uh, mm-hmm. those six-pointed sheriff badges. Let me double-check that right now to I make just sure think the sheriff badges yeah, are six You're doing points. a presidential campaign. What does a sheriff badge have to do with... Unless we're talking about our pay, our payo or patio, whatever his name is, that he pardoned. And if so, anyone is in bed with Israel, it is Trump and not Hillary Clinton. Exactly. But then again, they also are as well. It's true. I mean, they're all Israel's little. powerful. Yeah. Maybe we'll have another episode about that. Yeah, maybe. But in April 2017, Scavino was accused of violating the Hatch Act after tweeting from his personal Twitter account uh, calling for the defeat of Congressman Justin Amash. So the Office of Special Counsel then informed Scavino that his tweet had indeed violated the Hatch Act and was warned that future violations could result in further action. So, you know, 
A slap on the wrist. Pretty much. Basically, on Wednesday, the, the Senate Judiciary Committee's ranking Democrat requested interviews with Scavino as part of the panel's probe into Russia's election meddling. And Senator Dianne Feinstein wrote to Scavino requesting his assistance with their investigation. And she wrote, given your role in the campaign, we believe you have information that would assist the committee in its investigation. And she doesn't just doesn't just want to talk about what happened during the election. She wants to know everything that Trump has been up to since he's been in office. So she also wrote, the media has reported that you are a constant presence at Trump's side and an omnipresent in the West Wing, which would place you at key events of interest to the committee and if in its investigation of Russia interference in the 2016 election and possible obstruction of justice. So that's her thing. She wants to get Trump for, you know, anything he could have done involving the the Comey firing and Flynn and all that good stuff. Even though the, you know, Congress shut down their investigation, it seems like their focus is pretty much everything that could have happened after the collusion factor. And uh, as we know, four members of the U.S. Well, the Senate didn't shut down their investigation. The Congress. I mean, I'm sorry, the House. House. The yeah, House. the House Congress. Yeah. yeah, I forget. They're a whole thing. Congress is both. And yes. And the House has theirs and the Senate has theirs. The House quit and the Senate is still going. Yeah, yeah. I got to brush up on my schoolhouse rock. I yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just a bill. Yes. Oh, I love it. So Congress wrapped up their probe, you know, hashtag no collusion. Scavino is just one of the guys that was requested and the committee through the letters to get information. And they want everything. They want anything related to the FBI's investigation into the election. They want any communications he may have had with uh, Russia or any Russian nationalist. And they want any details involving Trump's firing of Flynn and Comey. So like I said, they're looking into everything. And um, he's pretty loyal to Trump. So I don't know if he's going to you know, be anyone to sing or whatever, but I feel like he's he's got to have something that they can legally get a hold of. Yeah, well, we'll see. Yeah. All right, well, thanks for that. For sure. For your hat note. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also comes up in the Minority Report, so check out that mini-sode if you're a patron. Jordan, you're going to go over the House Intel Committee prematurely shutting down the Russia investigation, yeah? Yes, and Adam Schiff's statement in response to it specifically. So... As we all know, on Monday, March 12th, the House majority announced uh, that it was terminating the Russia investigation. And at first, for some reason, when this news hit, it didn't hit me as hard as it did when I was preparing for this segment, actually reading in detail Adam Schiff's response, because it's it's just so uh, it's such a low point. He he uses that verbiage. And I think that's a really good way to describe it. It's Mm -hmm. a complete low point. It's it feels discouraging. Not to say that it wasn't predictable. That's the thing that I kind of think helps me cope with it is this was a very predictable thing. It's not like it's indicative of... They weren't doing anything anyway. Yeah, They were being exact- blocked at every turn. Exactly. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's so... Yeah, just going into how Adam Schiff responded. Um, essentially, the overall message was it's now up to others to carry the torch, essentially, of this investigation. <laughs> we'll do it. Adam, we're doing it for you. <laughs> um, I thought this was... Uh, a good quote. Uh, he said, basically, other people's role now, like Mueller in the Senate and other investigatory entities, their role will be to determine the full extent of Russian interference in our election, the role of U.S. persons connected to the Trump campaign in that intervention, possible efforts to obstruct the investigation by the president, and most importantly, what needs to be done to protect the country going forward. And that's 
it's really powerful to think that our representatives are failing us that badly. <laughs> it's an entire house of representatives, literally. And yeah. uh, basically, them shutting this down was them turning their backs on us as American people. Schiff talks in this response about how it's not Robert Mueller's job to tell the American people what's happened. It's his job to investigate it and do his due diligence and coming to the correct conclusion. And it's the House of Representatives and it's the senators and the president. I'm not the president because he's the object of this investigation, but (laughs) it's Congress's job to tell us. And them shutting this down is them turning their backs on the people that voted them wow. in. But we still just, have the Senate. It's just evidence that, that they are also part of the conspiracy. Oh, okay. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, and and you get the sense from Schiff, too, that they basically had two options, to be dragged through this farce of a quote-unquote investigation, investigation by the GOP mm-hmm. that was not... They weren't going and getting. They weren't subpoenaing documents that they were that they really needed to to get down to the bottom of leads they were getting. They weren't, you know, getting phone records. They weren't getting. They weren't emails. asking follow up questions. Exactly. For example, when Cohen uh, went to Prague, uh, they asked him, "Cohen, did you go to Prague?" And he went, "Nope." And they go, "Okay, we believe you." <laughs> and and the the Democrats are like, "Well, can we look at travel?" documents or phone can we do a phone dump can we look at his credit card history no no we believe him i'd like that's it the honor policy yeah and it's it's in the beginning of the investigation he said the questions were asked by minority leadership are we even going to be able to do this investigation when we're this is the stakes are so high it almost inhibits us from doing this investigation thoroughly they all had their doubts going into it and it turns out that their doubts were valid and no it's not possible for them to do this investigation and that's where this idea i think of a constitutional crisis thing kind of almost comes up again it's like the things that we have in place are not allowing for us to accurately and actively get down to the bottom of things and that's scary Mm -hmm. and it's really sad and i have a little more faith in the senate intel committee for sure and then i have every faith in Mueller. yeah absolutely but but like you said it's not Mueller's job to tell us but i but i think we'll find out yeah it is depressing that the entire congress and the president are like unreliable it's the 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 majority and it's the majority it's not the entire congress you're right you're right the the majority it's the the republicans yeah Uh, and it's not even all of them yeah uh, it's Increasingly not even all the less of them, mm-hmm. and I hope they keep jumping ship. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, but that uh that wraps it up. Just a sad note from Adam Schiff, and thank you, Adam Schiff, for all the work that you did, <laughs> and everybody on that committee. Yeah, that was not the GOP uh, resistance. Um, you are noble warriors that will go down in history as people that I think. Uh, tried to do the right thing and, and you're in will, the calendar he will definitely go down in the sexy justice calendar yes. oh yeah you're absolutely correct on that so mm-hmm. um thank you very much for that it's uh, yes thank you eye opener of a thanks for bringing us down man i know <laughs> um, fucking depressing i know as i mentioned earlier uh and i'm about to get mad too because <laughs> jeff sessions uh who technically recused himself from all things russia related and all things connected to the hillary email investigation that was part of his recusal did you know that i didn't know I did that. not yeah he, he's not allowed to do anything in the hillary email investigation either uh, he fired the FBI Deputy Director Andrew McCabe 48 hours before he would have retired with a full pension what? Uh, after over 20 years of service. This oh happened late last night, late, late Friday night. I was just getting ready to go on stage and what? Oh, wow. Um, Session cites the reason for his dismissal as an agreement with the findings of the Inspector General. 
um, within the FBI, stating that the, that McCabe allowed two journalists from the Wall Street Journal to speak to FBI agents about the investigation into Hillary Clinton's use of a private email server. And you're not allowed to talk about investigations that are underway, even though they completely released all the struck and page texts to the public while that investigation right. was underway. But whatever, they aren't subject to the same rules. <laughs> um, and then... He showed a, what's called a lack of candor in interviews uh, with the IG and the Congress. We have yet to see the IG report because Sessions fired McCabe before it was released. Uh, the GOP has also refused to release the McCabe testimony transcripts. Hmm. So we can't see what he even lied about. Hmm. McCabe had a scathing response, uh, which we will have a link to in my show notes uh, for the newsletter um, that our patrons get. But here are some of the highlights. Uh, quote, for the last year and a half, my family and I have been the targets of an unrelenting assault on our reputation and my service to this country. Uh, he explains that the OIG investigation focused on the information he shared properly with a reporter while legal counsel was present and with the public affairs officer as he has authority to do. He says he answered their questions truthfully he said when he thought his answers were misunderstood or unclear, he contacted investigators to add and supplement the record. Quote, here's the reality. I am being singled out and treated this way because of the role I played, the actions I took, and the events I witnessed in the aftermath of the firing of James Comey. Unquote. He goes on to say, quote, the release of this report was accelerated only after my testimony to the House Intelligence Committee revealed that I would corroborate former Director Comey's accounts of his discussions with the president. Unquote. Take a listen to this clip of me making the same assertion. This is from episode eight, three months ago, when McCabe was testifying. On Tuesday, McCabe, he's the deputy director of the FBI, testified before the House Intelligence Committee behind closed doors. Uh, Chuck Grassley called for McCabe to be fired. Um, he was testified two days for 17 hours. Uh, and I think this is part of the of the effort to discredit the FBI. Yeah. Um, McCabe's getting tired too, huh? He's worn out. And it didn't work because the only couple, the only couple things that were going to, they, you know, if the Republicans had gotten anything on him, they'd have leaked it. Uh, but the only things that came out of that meeting that we've heard so far is that he corroborated Comey's story that he told him right. about um, Trump's loyalty ask after it happened. Um, because Comey told five or six senior officials at the FBI, because Comey's not an idiot. Comey's my homie. Now, McCabe goes on to say, quote, the OIG's focus on me in this report became part of an unprecedented effort by the administration, driven by the president himself, to remove me from my position and destroy my reputation and possibly strip me of a pension that I worked 21 years to earn. This will not erase the important work I was privileged to be part of, the results of which will, end, will in the end be revealed for the country to see. Unquote. Mm -hmm. In an interview, McCabe said, the idea that I was dishonest is just wrong. This is part of an effort to discredit me as a witness in the Mueller investigation. Mm -hmm. Trump's lawyer, Droopy Dog Dowd, <laughs> also released a statement. Have you seen his face? Also, I shouldn't make fun of people's looks, but if they're horrible people, if they're ugly on the inside, yeah, then I think it's fair game. Yeah, right? yeah, it's I more agree. a comment on his soul. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and like I don't want to see him make out in public. Right. I bet his soul is <laughs> droopy too. He's just gross. And if to, and he said this as if to prove the point that McCabe is making about being a, it, this being really more about an attack on the Mueller probe. Dowd goes, quote, I pray acting AG Rosenstein will follow the brilliant and courageous example of the FBI OPR and AG sessions and bring an end to alleged Russia collusion investigation manufactured by McCabe's boss, Jim Comey, based on a fraudulent and corrupt dossier, unquote. First, your bitch boy Nunez's memo said the investigation was kicked off by Papadopoulos, not the dossier. So Mm -hmm. you might want to read your own shit. And the dossier has only been corroborated and none of it has been refuted. So maybe you should wait like an hour before you call uh, for the end of the Mueller investigation when we know that's why McCabe was removed in the first place. Like maybe give it some time so like even idiots don't even realize it. Uh, Former CIA director John Brennan had the best tweet, I think. He said, quote, when the full extent of your venality, moral turpitude, and political corruption becomes known, you will take your rightful place as a disgraced demagogue in the dustbin of history. You may scapegoat Andy McCabe, but you will not destroy America. America will triumph over you, unquote. At least we both love America. Epic. Fucking epic tweet, yeah. right? Like, how'd you get yeah. that in the right number of <laughs> yeah. characters? Uh, let's see. Uh, what else do I have here? Uh this was, oh, he was responding to Trump's tweet. Here was Trump's tweet. And I think this was Scavino. Andrew McCabe fired. A great day for the hardworking men and women of the FBI. A great day for democracy. Sanctimonious James Comey was his boss and made McCabe look like a choir boy. He knew all about the lies and corruption going on at the highest levels of the FBI. Dude, sanctimonious and choir boy. That sounds like Scavino to me. Yeah, no. Yeah. Trump <laughs> would never reference for yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Like, like Trump doesn't know what a choir boy is. He was like, he was a lacrosse dick or, you know, whatever. Like, he didn't do anything with arts. Seriously. Yeah. He's a bully. Oh, God. Man, this week's heavy. It is. Uh, and he knew all about, you know, the lies and corruption going on at the highest levels of the FBI. Whatever. And it's it just sounds like Scavino to me. Uh, Comey tweeted, Mr. President, the American people will hear my story very soon and they can judge for themselves who is honorable and who is not. Nice. So, even, so sexy. Even if the even if this is totally legit, okay. Let's say McCabe lied, mm-hmm. okay. It doesn't matter. It can't appear that way because the president continues to politicize it. Trump has wanted him gone since he fired Comey. Since Trump fired Comey, right? Then lo and behold, there's an IG investigation into McCabe. Andrew McCabe, if you're listening, it's probably not the same as a pension, but you've earned a spot in our sexy justice calendar. <laughs> you're an American hero to us. Oh, History yeah. will be kind to you, sir. And if things don't work out with your wife, email at us at MullerSheWrote.com. JaleesaJohnsonComedy at gmail.com. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys, that's Hot Notes. We'll be right back. It costs a lot to make a podcast. In addition to the hours of research and scripting, there's editing, producing, equipment upgrades, hosting fees, web design, shipping, subscriber management fees. It can really add up, you guys. So that's where you come in. Our patrons not only help us make this podcast, but they help us continually improve the quality and content. You can support women in podcasting and help make our show better. And in return, you'll get exclusive content, a newsletter, bonus episodes, and thank you gifts. Please consider donating. Even just a dollar a month helps tremendously. Visit MullerSheWrote.com and click subscribe today. And thanks for listening. All right, it's time for the Fantasy Indictment League.
All right. Thanks to the Minority Report and the new book, Russian Roulette, I have a ton of people to add this week. Nice. <laughs> All right. You guys ready? I'm just going to run down. Oh, yeah. I'm going to run it down. VTB Bank. IC Expert. For Tosh, that's a Manafort partner. Brad Zaxon, that's a Manafort associate. Yevgeny Prigozhin, that's Putin's chef. Nice. Torshin, Previs. Uh, oh, wait. No, not Previs. He's, he's the mole. He's mall. the mole. Yeah. Kellyanne Conway. Tara Dahl, she's a diplomatic foreign outreach uh, for the Trump campaign. Scavino, we just went over him. Keith Kellogg, he was a foreign policy advisor. Joseph Schmitz, he was a foreign policy advisor. Uh, Marshall Billingsley, transition team. He knows about Flynn's contacts. Mm-hmm. Paul Erickson with the NRA. Maria Butina, the NRA. Torsion's gal Friday. Oh. Uh, Johnny Yenison, he's with the NRA. Sergey Milian, Veselnitskaya. Roman Benyaminov, he has knowledge of the June meeting. Bijan Kian, he played, or he paid Finn, uh, Flynn to investigate Gulen. Remember Gulen? Mm-hmm. That was the guy he wanted him to kidnap? Mm-hmm. Give him half a million dollars. Um, John oh, Zatala? Yeah. <laughs> Yes, exactly. Uh, John Zaboskin, he disseminated uh, Hillary Rodden Clinton's emails. That was his job. Uh, Alan Garten, he was a lawyer for the Trump Org. And Alan Weiselberg, he's the CFO of the Trump Org. Deutsche Bank, Cambridge Analytica, Darren Blanton, he's a social media guy for the transition team. John Landos, uh, Ladonisi, he's social media for Trump campaign too. Aaron Nevins, A.A. Ron, <laughs> uh, Florida Political Ops, he's the guy who got the emails back and forth from Guccifer. <laughs> uh, Kushner Companies uh, and Observer Media, Bayrock Group, that's a Seder and Tafik Arif joint. Uh, Peter Smith, he's a dark web guy associated with the Trump campaign soliciting Russians to get Hillary Clinton emails. Wow. KLS Research, uh, that's Peter Smith. Colt Research, that's Darren Blanton's company. Uh, Viz Sense and White Canvas Group, that's Flynn and Io Denisi. Russian American Chamber of Commerce, that's Millions Group. The DMP International, that's Manafort's joint. Sendine, the, that's the host that Trump, ne- Trump Network used to communicate with Alpha Bank. Yeah. They're the hosts. Uh, Bridges LLC, that's the uh, Butina and Erickson uh, shell company. Right to Bear Arms is Torsion and Butina shell company. And ACO, ACU Strategic Partners, that's Copson and Flynn. Those are the guys who wanted to do the Marshall Plan. Wow. That is who I'm adding this week. To- <laughs> so yeah, everyone but crazy. the janitor of Trump Tower, basically. <laughs> he was probably a really nice guy. Yeah, yeah. Now, also, guys, there are seven new sealed indictments on the docket in D.C. Seven new sealed indictments. That sounds Ooh. biblical. Seven sealed indictments. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, you guys, that's the new fantasy team, but are you ready for sabotage? Yeah. All right, uh, you probably already know what it is. Uh, McCabe has memorandums. Uh, he wrote memos just like Comey did, <gasps> memorializing his conversations with the president. I didn't know that. And he's given them to Mueller. Ooh. <laughs> These documents could support obstruction. So if you remember the day after Trump fired Comey, he called McCabe to find out how Comey got to fly home on an FBI plane hmm. after he'd been fired. Why is he taking an FBI plane? And he's like, I, I would have let him anyway. And Trump said, uh, why don't you ask your wife how it feels to be a loser? That's what he said to him. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> a reference to a failed campaign run she made in 2015. And remember Hillary's people, like the DNC donated to her campaign? Mm-hmm. Hundreds of thousands of dollars from Hillary. Right, just from Hillary. Like, she just handed it to him. <laughs> she made it rain on her. Uh, also, 
asked McCabe how he voted in 2016. Um, and he's been after him ever since. Well, McCabe and Kobe both have memos. And Lordy, I hope there are tapes. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go. Did you hear? There might be tapes. No, I did not hear that. Oh, yeah. It's like, a, like a wire tape, wiretapping kind of situation? or Tapes. Just tapes of the Comey conversations. Okay. Uh, listen oh, to- I saw that that is one of the things that they were fairly certain they didn't turn over. Yeah. Listen to the minisode. It's in the Minority Report. It's going to be good. Ooh. Uh, let's go to this week's questions and comments, you guys. Brian Basics gave us five stars, and he says, quote, Back episodes are worth pursuing for newcomers. There's an insurmountable amount of detail in this crazy story, and these folks have found a way to add something new to a very broad discussion in an entertaining and informative way. Thank you, Brian. Yeah. At T Trillion asks about the DT Jr. divorce. Wouldn't any Trump have a prenup, or is that why people are assuming they're hiding assets? If that is what they're trying, is that a crime? Uh, who do they think they're fooling? <laughs> also, when you come to D.C., will you have a meetup or is that illegal? First, <laughs> first, awesome name. I'm a huge Douglas Adams fan, so yay for Trillian. Uh, yes, that every Trump probably does have a prenup. Um, there is a fraudulent transfer law that prohibits people from intentionally transferring assets to avoid avoid a creditor. There's legal ways to do it, I'm sure. I'm not a lawyer, but I would assume their new criminal defense attorney will help them navigate that. We talked about this earlier. Right. Uh, if they break the law, M- Mueller will get his asset forfeiture. Um, but one way or the other. So, mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, at Citizen Dane said, shift status report hinted at trying to continue the investigation anyway. Does that hinge entirely on retaking the House? Is there anything the minority can do between now and January? Hmm. Well, Swalls is trying to set up an independent commission, like the 9-11 commission, to continue the work. Uh, wow. Because it's too partisan, uh, he said in the Intel Committee, House Intel Committee, but they need 22 Republicans and they only have two. So it's not likely. Um, I don't think they can unilaterally continue their investigation because of the rules of the committee. So I think the investigation will will stall until we flip the House. Mueller marches on, though, so... And we still have the Senate for now. Yes. At Yeagerman wants to know what mechanisms may be in place to facilitate the ongoing integrity of the investigation should Mueller be fired. Uh, are there already sealed indictments, uh, parallel, corrobor- parallel collaboration with state AGs? Well, yes. Well, there's seven sealed indictments right now mm-hmm. on the docket. I don't know who they are. Um, three of they might be Russians because we're still waiting for the, the other Russian indictments to come right. out. But check out this recent thread by Greg Olin on Twitter. He says, quote, the minute Sessions is fired, Mueller's contingency plan goes into effect. He's known since literally day one that Trump wanted to fire him. One of the obstruction charges is about Trump wanting to fire him. <laughs> Do you really think Bobby Three Sticks isn't ready? Right. <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm very comforted by the fact that he has thought every possible scenario out. He's mm-hmm. had to. This is what he does. Yep. Uh, at Big Frog 619 says, what is your prediction about the endgame? I believe there will be the revelation that Trump is heavily in debt to Russia. Well, there's three lanes here, right? Obstruction, collusion, and money laundering tax fraud. Uh, I think the recent subpoena of Trump of Trump properties, Trump organization, indicates Trump has failed to hand over documents voluntarily. So yeah. that, that results in the ultimate obstruction. Mm-hmm. Uh, for collusion, the ties between the Trump campaign and the hacking uh, and subsequent dissemination of HRC emails will show conspiracy. Uh, it has to be conspiracy, right? Because collusion is not illegal. Right. Correct. Conspiracy against the United States. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there will be a zillion charges in tax evasion and money laundering with all sorts of Russians and the United Arab Emirates, Imbiza, yes, shell so companies. Um, at Poop Weasel, that's my favorite, <laughs> asks what info Mueller is seeking through the subpoena of the Trump organization. Uh, as I said, I think he's seeking what Trump failed to turn over in the voluntary request. 
Uh, I think mostly it's about the Trump Tower in Moscow, but it could really be about anything. Mueller has evidence of that Trump didn't hand over. Mm. Maybe his taxes. Yeah, um, or, I mean, I imagine anywhere that company is, there is potential things to discover. Yeah, it's <laughs> so, it's got to be so endless. Yeah. Uh, at JC Doulos, one asked, with the uh, House Intel Committee shutting down, does the investi- uh, shutting down the investigation, can you explain the differences with these committees? Are there any ramifications and can they prosecute people? Hmm. Uh, there's, there's four con- uh, congressional committees that are looking into this. There's the House Intelligence, there's the House Judiciary, there's the Senate Intelligence and the Senate Judiciary. Hmm. None of them have prosecutorial powers. They're there to investigate and divulge to the public what's going on. Are there any ramifications? Can they prosecute people? Uh, the, the, the congressional committees don't have prosecutorial power. Mueller has prosecutorial power. Uh, the Congress, as Jordan was saying earlier, is just there to kind of uh, investigate and, and tell the public, protect the public and, and let the public know. Mm-hmm. That, that's not what Mueller does. Mueller keeps right. everything a secret and, and prosecutes and indicts yeah, people. Yeah. So that's the difference there. Um, at Seguria said, quote, you could do two hours a day and we'd be glued to our headphones. Aww. That's very sweet. <laughs> that is. Uh, at Nicholas Chatham says, quote, sound upgrade is awesome. And can you point me out to where you covered Obama's role in all this? Mm. This attack happened under his watch. No. Yes. Uh, yes, I can. We'll cover that in depth in our book report. I was going to say in the chapter that I read. Mm-hmm. Very nice. There's a lot of uh, places. I imagine, yeah. There's a lot of places Obama kind of missed the boat on on Russia. He was trying to he was trying to be friendly with them, but he was also he's he He needed their help in Iran, Syria, and yeah, he he needed three serious things from them that he was getting, uh, and he didn't want to give those up. And so you know you got to let him make those decisions because he's smarter than me. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking Obama! I wish we could just throw him in in the calendar just because he is (gasps) on the back or something like little bonus (laughs) flap, little bonus flap. <laughs> Matthew Miner on Facebook says he loves our podcast more than he loves bacon. Oh my god! Whoa! Uh, what? That is amazing. Uh, at Sorrel Woods says, "quote I actually look forward to my Monday hour on the elliptical at the gym now thanks to these weekly podcasts. I wish these women all lived next door to me. I'd invite them to come hang out on the porch, Aww, the porch, and have iced tea in I a imagine. rocking chair. Yes, I want to do that. I love it." Uh, at Stephen Lacey, who goes by Stephen hates Nazis more than Johnny hates jazz, <laughs> says, quote, if you want to listen to a smart, informative and deliciously funny podcast that does a deep dive on the Mueller investigation hosted by three awesome, amazing women, do yourselves a favor and check this one out. Stat. You won't be disappointed. That's like a real pro review that's there. That's so nice. Yeah. Thank you. You like Thank review you. people for a living because that's pro job right <laughs> yes. there, man. That's like you have like a high Yelp standing, I bet. Very nice. That's an amazing review. Yeah. Uh, at Hokie Horn, Kimberly Phillips, she's an attorney friend of mine. She says, quote, I'm not a federal government employee, but can people be fired at will? I thought that was the whole get for the government job was that you couldn't just be fired. Yeah. So here's the thing. Um, there's a, a process that you have to go through uh, on for different offenses. And it usually goes through a verbal warning uh, and then a verbal reprimand and then an admonishment. And then a suspension, and then a second suspension, and then a last chance contract, and then you can appeal, and then you can be fired. Wow. Uh, I had a guy, I had somebody who worked for me um, uh, punch a hole through a wall and expose himself to a female... And it Wait. took a year to fire him. Louis C.K. worked for you? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah, he's a government employee, totally. <laughs> of course it takes that long. There Bureaucracy, are, man. <laughs> but there are offenses that are immediately terminable. Mm. And apparently in the FBI, lying is one of them. Oh, yeah. Uh, I have a hard time believing this because, I don't know, it just feels like, really? Like, 
I thought you had to punch a guy in the face with a margarita stem glass or something. Like, I can't yeah. believe. Or expose yourself. <laughs> that mm-hmm. seems like it should make the list of You'd things. You'd think. Yeah. Uh, it, was in, it was just in texts, though. So it wasn't uh, oh, live. Oh so God. it didn't count. It wasn't as, as egregious. Okay. I, I was imagining a monster just streaking through like, <laughs> like a government building. Okay. That paints a picture. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, at Matt 9303 asked if firing McCabe. If the firing of McCabe and the news that Cambridge Analytica stole personal information was leaked in retaliation. So he's basically asking, uh, did, did the FBI leak that Cambridge Analytica $50 million Facebook dump in retaliation for McCabe being fired? Right. I don't think so. I think that came from employees of Cambridge Analytica and Facebook. I don't think it came from the FBI. So. Hmm. Yeah. Also, just a side note on the firing, too. Him doing it that late at night, I feel, was really a move to try to not make it a huge news publicity yeah, yeah. Friday at 10 because it's shitty it's just yeah. a, it's like obviously he served our country for so long i can't imagine sessions wanted to do that we talked about this to each other before mm-hmm. you know after we recorded last week's episode and before this one just that's a shitty position for sessions to be in kind of but he kind of has to be in it to, he has to do it or he could fire sessions for not firing him yeah i hate that's defending tough. jeff sessions i, I know, know. <laughs> at faux pro bot wants to know who we would cast in the movie version of the Mueller investigation. <gasps> As Mueller? Wait, wait. We love this question. So please tweet at us, at Mueller She Wrote, with your suggestions, uh, and use the hashtag Mueller Movie. It's M-U-E-L-L-E-R. And we'll reveal our favorites next episode. Yeah, so wait, who are we casting? Is this for Mueller himself? Is this everyone? For everyone. The, the <gasps> Mueller movie. Okay, Melissa McCarthy. It's going to happen. Sean too, Spicer. Can we please get her on the phone? <laughs> yeah, she's amazing. Yeah, so who, who would play Trump? Who would play Mueller? Who would play Manafort? Who would play Gates? Who would play. Uh, All right, Leonardo DiCaprio has got to get in on this on some We'll level. figure it out. Yeah, uh, I'll but, vote a thousand times. But, I see him as a DTJ kind of person. Oh. Ooh. Everyone from SNL. He would have has to have like he'd have to have like prosthetic gums installed. <laughs> um, so at Mueller, she wrote on Twitter hashtag Mueller movie. Who would you cast? Uh, hit us up. We'll 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 call you out. We'll shout you out next week uh, on the next episode. We'll cast the movie. I think it'll be fun. Yeah, yes. this is fun. We should make this movie. We're <laughs> entertainers. Yeah, we kind of are. Yeah, we are. Well, I've had uh, a real fun time, and uh, despite all the horribly sad news this week, um, I still I still love hanging out, talking to you guys. So thanks Aww. for listening. I'm Ag. Yeah, I'm Jaleesa Johnson. I'm Jordan Coburn. This is Mueller. She wrote. Mueller. She wrote is produced and engineered by Ag, with editing and mixing by Jaleesa Johnson. Market consulting by Amanda Reeder at Unicorn Creative. Our digital media director and subscriber manager is Jordan Coburn. Fact-checking and research by AG with support from Jaleesa Johnson and Jordan Coburn. Our web design and creative is by Joel Reeder with Moxie Design Studios. And our website is MullerSheWrote.com. M-S-W Media. <laughs>